here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Roundtable. I'm Arnold Furious. With me today is Mark Anthony. What's up? It's been a while. It has been. It's been at least like maybe like a year or so. I looked it up because I uh, I didn't know how long it had been, and it was when we were talking about fear and loathing, and not the one that's just been, but the one before that. Holy shit! Yeah, yeah, it's a really long time. And like as soon as we finished recording, I said to Ollie, I was like, "Oh, we've got to get Mark back on." And it's, it's taken <laughs> never a while. <laughs> hey, I'm back on better better late than than never. Yeah, well, you're always there. You're always like ready, ready to come back in. <laughs> yeah, I'm always around. I'm always ready to, to talk shit on anyone's podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we we've, we've got three different things to talk shit about. So, um, since you're the guest, I'm going to let you choose which one we do first. Ooh. So we got we got World of Sport. From uh, New Year's Eve, mm-hmm. uh, we've got Progress Chapter Forty One Unboxing Live, and we've got the Attack Pro Wrestling Under the Missile Tour. Hmm. Which one tickles your fancy the most? I think let's let's start with the worst, which was uh, World of Sport. Mm-hmm. It's the worst, but it's also it's kind of technically the biggest. Yeah, it's the largest, it, but it's certainly the worst. It, it had a ridiculous. Um, I mean, it was always going to have a ridiculous number of viewers, but it had like um, uh, 1.25 million viewers. Oh, which yeah, for, uh, for for Brit Rest, that is a, a just fucking ridiculous number. Yeah, I think the, the, yeah, the last time somebody uh, like a uh, a British show got that many views, it would have been the last time World of Sport was on, which would have been. 1985, 1986, something like that. So, um, in that respect, it was a very, very important show. Uh, but it also aired at like 5 p.m. on uh, on a mainstream TV channel. Um, it's a big deal, but what the result of the um, having to air at that kind of time, it kind of wasn't what we uh, know and love as as British wrestling either in its old world of sport form or in like modern terms. Um, 
how did it come across? Oh um, my god! <laughs> it was that. It was that it, it was terrible. The the production was so fucking cringe. Like this is what <laughs> I, I when I, like me describing how this production of like these matches and everything was. This is like my description of it. Like you you've seen you watched Total Divas, right? Yes. So I've you, you know you know in Total Divas when they cut to a certain match and they just cut like. And the, like just nothing but the good shit and just pure crowd crowd shots and shit. Yeah, that is like the whole thing, but in a whole match, like a total divas cut section for a match, but one like fifteen minute match like that. And I'm just like it's it's like really bad to me. Like the the wrestling was fine. Like I did not mind that. So like, but like the production it's, it's of it's not, made it so hard to watch. It's not wrestling people. That's the problem. It's, it's TV people yeah. filming a wrestling show. So they're used to, um, like, I don't know, like, uh, gladiators or, um, uh, uh, what's the other thing? A ninja warrior, is it? Yeah. It's that kind of thing where you, you constantly have to cut away to see the crowd going like, Oh my God. But when something happens, um, that's the mentality of the, of the TV company. Yeah, and it didn't really work very well. It just came across so forced. Everything, the promos and everything, even if they were good promos from certain people, everything just came so across so forced for me. It was like, uh, yeah, I think it was heavily scripted. Yeah, very. Like you know, like when Massive came out, like and stuff yeah. like that. It was super cheesy. Like I love Dave Massive, but that was so cheesy. Like well, Dave's the king of banter, and like yeah. not, there was no banter. No, it was, it was, it was just so straight up straight. bullshit. Like, so oh, dry. you're not gonna win the night. I'm gonna win the night. Like, yeah. come on, like, please, like, Jesus. let Dave be Dave. I don't know. Yes, yeah, so that, that was upsetting. And to be honest, I don't think the standard of the wrestling was particularly good. No, um, like, um, like the ladder match was cool. Yeah, the, there was a couple of decent big spots in there. I thought, um, I thought Sam Bailey really acquitted himself well. Yeah, he he did some cool stuff, like some stuff that I've never even seen before. And um, I thought Kenny Williams looked like an absolute star in there. So he's he's absolutely TV ready. Yeah, uh, CJ Banks is really good. I, oh, yeah, I think I CJ is one of those guys where I think he's going to break out. I think twenty seventeen we're, we're going to see a lot more of him. And this was kind of like just a, a quick look at at him to just say, look, yeah, I hope he's so. really good. Oh, he's somebody really broke him because you know, like he's a. He's a world travel guy. I believe he's worked in like like places that other people haven't worked in for, like China and stuff like that. I believe. So like CJ Banks, he's really great. So hopefully, yeah, he does break out. Like hopefully, he's the next Banks to break out. Shout out to Travis. I could be the Banks brothers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love the fact that it doesn't matter how many guys break out there's always another like load of guys like just lining up it's like we've got a factory over here somewhere yeah you some great wrestling <laughs> yeah your factories are your training schools that's your factories yeah oh the the schools have gotten so much better i mean it, it's no offense to um so i don't really want to have a, a dig at somebody like mark sloan who produced a lot of guys for fwa but all the guys he produced are very samey, whereas now I think you're getting a lot of a lot of variety. And I think it's just because people are crossing over and uh, and training with different people and working with different people, and it's it's just getting such a uh, like a hybrid style going on, and everyone's kind of got their own little twists on it. It's uh, it's good times. Yeah, 
it's just, it's just creating like this like time where it's like there's no gaps, there's no lulls. One person leaves, their spot gets taken. Five people leave, all those spots get filled. Like it doesn't yeah. matter. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> um, so yeah, the ladder match is quite good. Um, I was very fond of uh, Legero and Zach Gibson. Yeah, but how like how could you not be? You know, like, you put those guys together. Of course, you're gonna get some fantastic stuff. Like they're awesome. Yeah, that was the match that that they put on there for uh, actual wrestling fans. <laughs> they had to put a match on there just to otherwise, I think the show really would have got uh, buried. Um, Did they even get to cut promos for this? Well, obviously, the Garrow didn't because they didn't even talk, but. <laughs> <laughs> they uh, they did have them on like uh, there's like a breakfast TV show. Um, well, not not so much breakfast, like nine AM, I think. So it's it's basically oh, yes. just housewives. I saw that. With the, yeah, the, the, the they, kind of, yeah, everyone was up and, in arms. Oh, the the housewives were losing their shit because somebody got kicked in the head on the, the morning TV, yeah. and it was just it, you know it's a work, right? It's fucking marks. I just seen a bunch. <laughs> yeah, right. Fucking marks. I just saw like a bunch of. You, this is not good for our children, and mm. this and that. I'm like, oh please, we've all watched wrestling before. Like, your, your children are at school, right? They <laughs> should be at least. <laughs> You're the only one that's watching it. Stupid. Um, yeah, so that that was good. Um, I think Zach kind of overplayed the, his heel stuff a bit. Cause, well, because that's presumably what he was told to do, but it was a little bit panto. Um. He, the the two big matches they did, they kind of had like um, uh, like a title match at the top of the show. Uh, yeah, that was like really weird and random. They're just like, oh yeah, it's Great versus Dave for the title. Like no, they were just handpicked for this title match, and it's like okay. <laughs> Yeah, a bunch, a bunch of guys. Well, Mr. Beasley and his pals must have sat down in a room and gone like, "Who are the best two wrestlers in the UK?" Grado. <laughs> no, nobody says that. That's... Yeah, I love Grado. You know, he's definitely not someone with like, "Oh, you, you know who should be getting this prestigious title?" Like, whatever. Like, yeah, it was just a weird like way to come about a a match. Like, it was like super random. Like, oh yeah, you and you. You get a shot at this title. Okay. Well, I say it's it's TV people. It's not wrestling people. So that's why it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, and then the the battle royal. Yeah. Made no sense. Whatsoever. <laughs> and it's like, all right, everyone's in the ring, and we're waiting about I don't know what ten minutes for uh for Davy Boy. Yeah. He's there's like a story there. They're like, oh, there's a surprise entrance. It's like, if this is a battle royal, everyone's supposed to be in the ring right now. <laughs> yeah. It, but the surprise was that he wasn't in the ring at the start. He yeah. turned up like they're just like, oh yeah, we still have the mystery guy, and it's like, I, okay. It was really painful, like how apparent it was. Uh, They've been told like the baby faces can't touch the baby faces. Yeah, <laughs> some carny shit from the seventies going on there, and it because there's only two heels in the match, the faces were just kind of like having to. Take it easy and just stay out of the way. It's like Grado literally just sat in the corner for like yeah, half a match. It's like come on, because he wasn't allowed to touch anyone. You're a good guy. He's a good guy. You don't fight, like please. Yeah, I don't think they're aware that wrestling has changed since like 1985 yeah. when it was last on the air. It's a bit worrying. 
Yeah, it's it's really weird. Like I said, like I said, especially the whole like everyone's in the ring ten minutes later, like five, four, three, two, one. Oh, like it's the Royal Rumble. It's like one person. <laughs> and it's like so weird. I'm like, all right, sure, but you know, I, I love Davy Boy. He's a he's a great wrestler. He's dumb as fuck, though, isn't he? They, I mean, from like a, a kayfabe point of view, um, <laughs> wait, he did the, the whole running power slam thing and tried to pin uh, yeah. Johnny Moss. So you can't pin someone in a battle royal. Yeah, it's like or, a, or a battle royale or whatever you want to call it. Battle royale. Yeah, they're just battle like, oh, it's his instinct. I'm like, dude, you know, you just you just waited like 10 minutes to get in this match. You know what match you're in. <laughs> Yeah, so th- this was pretty close to being offensive to me. Uh, <laughs> but luckily, it wasn't very long. And then they just had uh, Mastiff and Grado again, like at the end of the show, in like a, a like a four-minute match. Yeah, it was such a, it was such a weird, weird thing. Yeah, Grado won that battle royal because, uh, oh yeah, it's the, there's like the heel unit here in uh, World of Sport is Dave Mastiff, Johnny Moss, and... Shaw Samuels. Yeah. <laughs> East. Um, yeah, so that's like the heel. So like, Shaw and Johnny Moss, they cheated for Dave to win the title in the beginning, and now Grado won. And which, again, how does this make sense in wrestling terms in which, oh yeah, hey, you just won this title, we're gonna have a battle royal tonight, and you're gonna defend it. Like, what? <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's Mr. Beasley. I think he's been uh, smoking the crack yeah, I think backstage. He's on some shit because that shit made no sense. So, yeah. <laughs> Grado won this thing. Then we got the match again. Uh, and Grado won the title, which is like, okay. I, I heard um, somebody defending this. And I'm pretty sure it was Adam Pacitti from uh, What Culture by saying that it wasn't, we weren't the intended audience. Well, and I'm like. Um, one, Wrestling fans? Yeah, we, we weren't the intent. It's like, okay, Adam, one, we don't give a fuck about what you have to say. Um, and two, it's like, okay, we're, we're not the intended audience. Uh, I believe we are. Yeah, sure, they want to get in, like, more um, people that are, like, casual, as you would say, and stuff like that. But they, at the end of the day, they want to impress us, too. So, please, cut your shit. Because, uh, like I said, but I wouldn't expect anything less to be said from a guy like Adam Bashidi, so... I've, I've actually met Adam. He's quite nice. I don't, I don't care. He can be nice, not, but I don't like his stuff. So. Quite a bad, quite a bad take. <laughs> it's fine. He could be nice, and I have nothing against him as a person. But what culture is just not my thing. So, um, there was a couple of other matches on the show. Uh, Coffee Brothers against uh, Rampage and, and Ashton Smith. I was a bit disappointed. Rampage lost his surname. Yeah, like, it's just Rampage. That was, that was a bit weird. Yeah. Um, Ashton Smith, he uh, quickly already, because I used to call him Ricochet Jr. <laughs> because he looks like Ricochet. Like, <laughs> he does look like Ricochet. But now, I, now he's like Rampage Jr. Because now he's like trying to look like a mini version of Rampage, which is hilarious. They did, um, they had like the matching gear though. I'm always down for tag teams with matching gear. Yeah, though. it kind of reminded me of like the revival back when they were the mechanics. And stuff it's like, going back away, isn't it? Yeah, back, back away. That's what it reminded me of. But it was cool. I kind I, I can, I can dig a, a Rampage Ashton like, team up. Yeah, that's probably the, the 
well, maybe we're behind the ladder match, but like the third best match, uh, third best match on the on the show. Yeah, I was competent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, although yeah, the third best match on on this show, it's uh, not too much to pass yourself on the back for, but yeah, I'd still say that was kind of okay. Uh, yeah, I didn't really like anything else. <laughs> yeah, uh, just like- Alexis Rose and Viper was the only other match, and that was not very good. Yeah, I wasn't a fan, and like it, 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 I don't know, it was weird. Um, I like Viper. I think she has a a, a shitload of potential. That's all like that. Um, but yeah, Alexis is really green though. Yeah, and that's the thing. I'm just like, yo, like, and here it is. Like, you're 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 like, oh yeah, this is the first uh, women's match ever. This is a that in World Sport history, and it's like, wouldn't you want it to be like a really good one? Yeah, you would have thought so. Like, I think it's more about personalities than anything else. Viper, like, like Tony or somebody, I don't know, but no, like, and like, not to be a dick, but it's just like, like I said, I would figure, like, if you're if you're having your first women's match ever in history and you're toting it as that, you would want to kind of have it be like really, really good. But whatever, TV people. <laughs> yeah, well, this is the problem. I think um, they had like, <laughs> wrestling people there, like Alex Shane was there. And I think he was trying to kind of push the show in a certain direction, but they, they weren't listening to him. So this is what we ended up with. Yeah, this uh, interesting little thing. And also, like, why? If they are like the, t- I understand that they're like TV people that are running it, but like, surely you would catch something like Jim Ross reading off his script on the air. Ugh, it's like so, it's cut, so cut away from it. God's sake. Yeah, it's it's so bad. And it's just like, uh, like, and again, I understand that they are TV who, but it's like, this is the problem with, like, when wrestling comes, like, people like this try to make, like, wrestling big. They kind of try to put it in their vision of what they think wrestling is, and their vision is shit. Because <laughs> they have no idea what the fuck they're talking about, and stuff like well, the that. the camera, like, or the on. producers, directors, they don't know what they're doing. It's They don't understand the the whole game i don't know what's going on yeah it's like so, you would you would think like you you're this big company you have a lot of money you would at least like hire like some people that you you know for sure know about wrestling like even like going off like getting some people off of wrestle twitter you'll be better off with the shit that <laughs> with than this shit that you got that you just put on the tv to be honest with you yeah it would probably be True. The thing is, like, they had to appeal to a wide audience. So I can understand they're caught in this, like, Catch-22, but I'd at least get somebody involved on yeah. the wrestling side yeah, of things. Yeah, they know stuff. That knows, knows wrestling. Like, you got Jim Ross there? Like, you could have had Jim Ross be, like, a like some big thing, like a consultant or something like that. But... Yeah, just say, hey, Jim, does this make sense? And he'd go, no, it doesn't make any sense to have Davey Boy running halfway through the match. Exactly. Like, crying out loud. Just yeah. let the, the everyone fight each other. Nobody cares. Yeah, and the commentary wasn't great either. You know, I love Jim Ross and everything like that, but I was not a fan of it. Yeah, it was. Well, again, it was. It was all scripted, wasn't it? Yeah, um, it was super scripted, overselling everything. It was basically like Josh Matthews on um, from TNA, like commentating on this shit, like making everything sound like the greatest thing ever. It's like, no, I'm not a fan of that. Yeah, I, this wasn't too good, was it? Um. I, I appreciate that it's going to get uh, exposure for some of these guys, that they're going to get, uh, uh, you know, more eyes on them, which is good for them. Uh, it's always good for the boys to get uh, get better 
bookings. But um, yeah, I I think it's going to become a like a, a regular thing. But they're not sure if it's going to be like a, a series of one-off specials, like a two-hour special here, two-hour special there, maybe one at Easter, or whether it's going to be a weekly TV show. That um, we will have to wait and see. I think like if they're going to want to continue this, I think it has to be like weekly, so they can at least like continue to get like the bugs out and kind of perfect it. Because I feel like if we just keep getting specials like every fucking big holiday, we're just gonna get the shit all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they need to get some uh, wrestling people involved. Certainly, at least with the they need a booker at yeah. least. Like what the hell? <laughs> if, if nothing else, they need a booker. We'll see. I, I wish the I wish the muck so the boys can get more exposure and more money and stuff like that. But it's not looking too good at the moment. Yeah. Don't hold your breath. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, so that was, I wouldn't have said it was a massive disappointment because I was kind of expecting it to be something along these lines, but yeah, it, it wasn't great. Yeah, yeah. When you when you go into something with like very low expectations, it's hard to get let down, but yeah, it was not good. Oh, they tried. <laughs> yeah, they, they obviously tried to let me down, but <laughs> whatever. Okay, so that's uh, that's the the big lead out of the way. Um, so we've we've got two other shows to do. Uh, do you want to do progress or attack? Let's let's, uh, let's talk attack. Okay, cool. Um, we haven't talked about attack before, like uh, on Brett Restaurant Table. It's something we've kind of been thinking about doing, but haven't been able to slot it into any schedules. Like I've seen a show and and Ollie hasn't, or you know, it just hasn't happened. So. Um, it's, it's nice to get them featured somewhere. That's, this is cool. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad to be be the first. Like when you told me like we're gonna talk attack, I was like, all right, I'll buy the shows right now and watch them right <laughs> now. So, and which uh, I had a lot of fun watching it. So, have you seen much attack before this, or is this first I've, time? Um, I've seen like shows here and there, but it's been a long, long time. So, like, I basically this is like me getting back into it, like fully diving myself back into it, which I'm really glad I did because. Uh, Attack's probably going to be back into like, probably get into my regular like rotation now. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's a fun show. I think the um, a lot of the lads on Twitter are really into Attack, and that has kind of forced it into my uh, into my world. Um, I watched. I've I've been keeping tabs on the storylines. So when I went into the the show before this one with the um. Uh, I can't remember the name of the show, but it was the one with uh, uh, Pig Dunn, Jim Lee, the Five on Five, the Survivor series. Oh, it's something like another pay per view tie in. Okay, yeah, yeah the, that the show. team. Yeah, that was the first like full attack show that I saw, and um, I thought that was a great show. So I was really looking forward to this, um, and they kind of did like a a, a twin pack. A thing where you you, you buy like uh, both shows for a tenner. Oh yeah, that's fucking fantastic. Yeah. Uh, well, it depends because like you can get um like whole streaming services for a month for like seven pound, but <laughs> you know if you want to watch some Attack. Yeah, it's like um it's I I know I bought the show the, the shows uh, like you say it's, it's a two pack. I believe it's about fourteen dollars for both shows. Like, come on, it's really cheap for two shows. So I, I highly suggest it. Uh, it's it's fun time. I, uh, what I like about Attack is 
they don't take themselves terribly seriously until they really do. Yeah. And all of a sudden you're watching a really great match and it's like, where did this come from? And it's they've kind of built up to it with a load of comedy and then boom. Yeah, like like I, I, I compare like attack I say attack is like Fight Club Pro's like funnier little brother. <laughs> it's like they're cousins. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Like the one guy's really serious and the other guy's really silly and they kind of meet in the middle. They're doing a show, uh we're recording this on the sixth of January. Um tomorrow is Attack Club Pro. I'm making sure I say that right. Yeah. And it's going to be like a co-promoted show. Yeah, I'm super excited for that because it looks like a lot That's of fun. Dangerous. So I'm hoping uh, that gets on VOD really quick. Yeah, I'm not sure whose VOD it's going to be on, but um, I don't care because I'm going live. So. Yeah, right? You don't care. I care. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the VODs are always very well priced, especially for Fight Club. They're about five dollars in in America. Oh yeah. So, oh, you can't beat the, the yeah. Valley you really fucking can't. Like, especially with, like the fantastic cards that they put on and stuff like that. I just love everything about it. Um, should we take a look through these these cards? There's quite a lot to go through, so I think we're gonna have to kind of skip over a few bits and pieces. But uh, um, so the the first show was in uh, Cardiff. Uh, so they kicked off with um, Sergeant Banks, which is Travis Banks in a more comedic setting, against Danny Jones. Um, I, the, the gimmick that Danny Jones has got is kind of it, it's like he's at a he's at a rave. Okay, yeah, I'm wonder, I'm wondering like what is this like? What does him and uh, his tag team partner, the Love Making Demon? Um, <laughs> and uh, he uh, makes sure to uh, take a lot of vitamins in pill form. Yeah, I was just about <laughs> to say, like, that's like his gimmick, right? He's like hopped up on pills at a rave. That's like his thing. Yeah, yeah, it is. Vitamins, yeah, mate. Vitamins. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, um, I love the whole uh, anti-fun police. Yes. I think it's an incredible gimmick. Um, it's hilarious, it, I, but I love that it. it's hilarious. But when like when Dunn and Banks like get really serious, like they put on a fantastic match and they still kill it. Yeah, it's just like it's really fucking hilarious. Like it's it's obvious. Like I don't, I don't think we have to explain the anti-fun police gimmick because <laughs> like, it, the name itself just just tells everything. I, I love the way these uh, uh like everything kind of. Uh, clipped together in this match because, like, you had uh, you had the the anti fun police uh, wanting to ban presents and Christmas trees and bringing out a sack of coal for people, and then you got like the uh, the, the rave <laughs> breaking out uh, across the ring and uh, uh, all kinds of uh, mistletoe hijinks. Uh, so good, uh, just a lot of fun. Yeah, it was just a, it was so much fun. Like, um. Like, Attack is kind of like Jakara, in a way, but, like, I like it more than Jakara, because I think, like, the more serious matches are better. Yeah, they they do serious better than, than Jakara. I think the comedy's probably about the same sort of yeah, level. Yeah, like, I, I like Attack a lot, and I fucking hate Jakara, so, like, there's, there's something different there, obviously. <laughs> um, yeah, so that was, that was a fun opener. Um... We move on to uh, 
uh, next match we had a tag. It was uh, Mike Bird and Wild Boar against the Droodly Boys. The Droodly Brothers. Um, Drew Parker uh, is extremely confused. <laughs> I'm, and this... I'm wondering. Like, please explain to me. Because like, I'm yeah. seeing these two shows and I'm like, oh, okay. Like, obviously there's something up with this. So Attack did a um, show in a bingo hall. And Drew Parker got knocked out. And when he woke up, he thought he was in ECW. That's fantastic. So now now he's basically running through an assortment of ECW gimmicks. (laughs) One after another. That's amazing. I love it. (laughs) Yeah. If this kid's only like 18 years old, like when he was born, uh, like ECW was just about still around. It kind of closed when he was three. So uh, he's been watching his tapes. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> Student of the game. Gotta be. Yeah, um, I, I love Drew. He's like he's a really great uh, prospect that's coming up in the game. So yeah, he's he's surprising. I mean, he is a bit green, but he's he is surprisingly talented. Yeah, for for his age. It's like uh, I mean, his tag team partner here is Tyler Bate, who's like nineteen. Yeah, fucking kids, man. Ridiculous. They make me feel like shit. <laughs> and you feel bad. I'm. Uh, I. I could legally have, have uh, been the father of either of them. <laughs> <laughs> so Very disturbing. Um, Bird and Boar. I'm absolutely all about. I love them. They're fantastic. Yeah, they're really. Very good thing. So they're they're a very serious team, and then you have like this uh, all this comedy nonsense across the ring. It's a perfect company to have a really serious tag team in because the assortment of of weirdos they get to work against is <laughs> it's, yeah, it's it's, it's so it's so excellent. Like um like Burn and Bore, like these these two ass kickers and stuff like that. And which um, I I absolutely fucking love Wild Boar Hitch. Um, I always say he's the UK version of Rhino. He's very small. Yeah, he's very small, but he's like tiny uh... out of people, and it's fantastic. I love it so much. Like, I need someone to book John Silver versus Wild Boar, like ASAP, <laughs> just so I can see like these two short dudes just beat the shit out of each other. <laughs> That'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, it would be. But yeah, um, I'm all about the tag team. They're fantastic together. Uh, Mike Burr is someone that's very underrated. In my yeah, he's very technically proficient. Yeah, he's like really, like really, really, really solid. He doesn't get talked about like on my timeline basically at all. I think a lot of a lot of solid wrestlers don't get praise, especially if they don't have like a an out there kind of gimmick. Yeah, very true. You, gotta, you kind of got to stick out these days because everyone's fantastic. So. Mm. It's kind of hard, but yeah, this this tag match was really fun. I liked it a lot. Like I was excited when I saw like who was participating in it, and like it did not let me down. Those tables are the cheapest tables I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I was about to say something about those tab I'm tables. Like, I'm just like, what is this? Like, I believe it was they were made of balsa wood. Yeah, I figured that. I'm just like, this looks like something that I would make like a plane out of, like in in middle school or something. Yeah, they must have gone to like um like a real cheap uh, supply store and give us your cheapest tables, please. <laughs> right, like just whatever, whatever the flimsiest table. Whatever, give me the complete opposite of the Japanese table, 
came into the store and said, because, wow, flimsiest table I've ever seen. But hey, they broke. So that's what matters. Yeah, right? there, was, there was never any danger of them not breaking. <laughs> like, you could have stepped on one and it just would have shattered. Yeah, oh my. Yeah, that's why I was I was telling my brother, I'm like, yo, I could like slap that table and it would like snap in half. <laughs> <laughs> it's so cheap. Like you said, it was fun. I loved um like one of the tables had what it said Tevon, right? Because that was Tyler Bate and something like that. That was fucking hilarious. Yeah, Tevon, yeah. Tevon Drudley, the Drudley Bros. I love it. I don't think any of these gimmicks are gonna hang around. It's just literally he's running through them until he runs out. Which is kind of a pity because I like the Drudley boys. <laughs> yeah, I love the Drudley boys and uh in the next show. Uh, we'll talk about the other one, uh, the, uh, Robbie and Drew. So that's fucking amazing. <laughs> yeah, he's he's done a few. He was the Sam Drew on the uh, on the last show, um, and I think his his entrance was about five times longer than the match. <laughs> <laughs> so he's got that one nailed down. Yeah. Oh my god, I love it! I gotta like go back and see that one because. <laughs> Yeah, that's the show with the with the ten man uh, elimination tag on it. So uh, yeah, that's that's well worth watching. Yeah, I gotta buy that. Bruiserly. All right. So, um, well, what other matches was, it? was this one with the tag title match in it? Uh, yeah, this is one with um, uh, CCK. Sorry, hashtag CCK, the Calamari Catch Kings. Uh, Chris Brooks and the uh, Kid Lycos or Mondai Lycos, as he also goes by. Mondai. On the, against uh, Bolarama. Um, the big storyline for this is that Bolarama was like, uh, they were pretty much done if they didn't win the titles. But I spent the entire match laughing at how stupid Lycos looked. <laughs> I was just about to say, like, I, I want to put um, Bolarama over and everything like that, but first I want to ask, like, what the fuck was Lycos wearing? Like, my, my favorite thing of his was like, he's like, Juice and Thunder Lager wears this. And I'm like, <laughs> No, he doesn't. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, not that one, pal. <laughs> Maybe if he was cross-dressing, he'd wear it something was, like that. It was like the weirdest thing. Like, I don't know if like if that's like his like gear from right now, but it's so fucking weird. That that was new. I don't know if it was like a special Christmas gear. Um, I'm just gonna read out what I put in the review because um, <laughs> I said he looked like a hentai character who crashed his surfboard into a tinsel factory. Amazing! It's holy shit. It was a mess. <laughs> That's fantastic. Oh my god! So yeah, um, Bolarama. Let me put over Bolarama because Bolarama. Yeah, they're a fun, fun duo. They are fantastic. Um, Bolarama is basically in my like, my ass. Like, oh, I always get like to compare because like I pay attention to both the U.S. and the and the U.K. scene. So like, Bolarama is basically the U.K.'s team tremendous in my eyes. I don't like they like I like it because they they are comedy, but they can actually go too, in which I like that a lot. Um, cats like Fat Cat, Fat Cat, he, yeah, he's definitely the Bill Carr of the UK, and, and I love it because I, I love seeing like big guys that are like deceptively athletic. And which, yeah, like, and he hardly ever shows it as well. He's he's normally just like you know pure comedy all all the match. Yeah, and like, in this one he's doing dives and all the other shit. Like in this one, this match is really fun and stuff. And Bolarama, like I said, are just an extremely fun team to watch. 
that can actually go. I really, really like them. Like this is my first time seeing them and stuff. And which uh, the name Splits McPins is fucking amazing. <laughs> Isn't it just? I love it. And Fat Cat just sounds like like this bowling name. So <laughs> I, I I really just love them. They're fantastic. I I can't wait to see more of them. Hopefully, like we can get Team Tremendous versus Bolarama somehow, some way. Keep booking these fantasy uh, fantasy matchups. Yeah, exactly. Well, I, that's what I do. So hopefully, <laughs> it'll be a lot of fun. But yeah, like I said, this was a, a really uh, fun match. Chris Brooks is awesome. Lycos, you know, he's he's really good too, and stuff like that. Like, yeah, Lycos is really underrated. Yeah. Um, we, we were talking about him uh, not so long ago because you were saying like, um, should he go on the the um. Uh, the list you were doing for 2017, ones to watch. Yeah, and I was like, I I think he's close, but I I think like maybe another year and yeah, yeah. Like I felt like such a mark for a second because like I did not know. Like, and first off, I already know. Yeah, we can't talk. We shouldn't be talking about mass people under the mask. But he talks about himself. He tweets it himself. So, well, yeah, he put up a music video, which is a combination of his work. As Lycos and like unmasked as um, Ethan, Ethan Silver. Silver. Yeah, so I have Ethan Silver on my list. So. Oh, you really? Yeah. yeah, and which I had, like, because me, I don't really pay attention, like, who's under certain masks and stuff, because like, I, I kind of don't care. So, like, I had no idea that Ethan Silver was Lycos. So I'm just like, oh, okay. And I found out after I asked you, I'm like, wow, I feel like such a fucking mark. Like,. <laughs> I didn't even see Ethan Silver on the list. Yeah, he's on the- <laughs> I'm just like, oh, is Kid Lycos worth it? <laughs> well, fair play, he's on there. If if you'd have put both of them on there, that that might have been embarrassing. I know, right? It would have been funny. But I mean, they do kind of work like a, a little different style when he's like half the mask on and off. But whatever. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, so this was a lot of fun. The obviously the the crux of the storyline was that uh, Balarama. Um, get the big upset win, take the titles, but it's Nixon Mule that costs CCK uh, the belt uh, by accidentally super-kicking the wolf in his stupid mask. <laughs> so good. Oh, man. Yeah, so yeah. Bolero and she's that. also, uh, sorry, she got blinded by uh, powder and then accidentally <laughs> accidentally hit Brooks with a Welsh destroyer. Yeah, that was funny. Like, that, that whole, like, sequence was super funny because, like, She's just beating the shit out of him like, unknowingly, and it's so good. Because uh, like Nixon's had a, a a really strong run there as a heel, but it's only been a, a couple of months. Yeah, like um, I I know like I get she is using the Bruce Wayne gimmick and stuff like that, but like, what is the reason for it? Uh, she was a uh, like a baby face in uh, in attack, where she's a baby face everywhere else. Yeah. It's just attack, which she's doing. And um, she had been, uh, you know, uh, picked on by uh, by Dunn, as had every every face in the company. He'd just been a complete dick to everybody. And when Mark Andrews was about to exact revenge for the for the entire uh, babyface clan by bashing uh, Pete Dunn with a chair, Nixon Newell runs out and goes, "No, let me do it." Takes the chair off. Um, off uh, uh, Andrews and hits him with it instead of Pete, and then they do the whole uh, double pose with the uh, you know the, the gum shield and the the top <laughs> knots, 
Oh, it was so good. I, I absolutely, like, I fucking love it. Like, her using the Bruiserweight gang, wrestling exactly like Pete Dunne. And so, like, I, yeah. I love it so much. Because it's, like, it, it bring, it's this different element of Nixon, like, her being heel and stuff like that. And, like, because I'm so used to seeing her uh, be babyface and stuff like that. Of course, like, everyone is. So, like, it's just amazing to see her as a heel, like, and just be, like, this dick and stuff like that. I, I love it so much. Yeah, I think everyone's got that kind of uh, evil persona within them, but it's until they let it out, you don't know how good or bad it is, because some people are not as accomplished as heels as as others. Yeah. So I love Trent Seven, but I, I can't boo him. He's just, he's not particularly unpleasant as a bad guy. Yeah, Babyface Trent Seven is definitely a lot better than heel Trent Seven, because uh, one, that entrance is amazing. Him shaking everyone's everyone's hand slow and rolling in slow motion into the ring, fantastic. Um, I think his best like he will work so far has been in um, British Strong Style with Progress. Uh, but it's like there. Um, I just don't really feel that urge to 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 yell abuse yeah, at like, him. Fuck I just you, Trent. Like you don't you don't feel that. Like no, on the, like I love you Trent. on the Progress show that we're going to talk about on the VOD. When he gets into the ring and everyone boos, and then there's a bit of silence, someone goes, "I love you, Trent." That's me. <laughs> <laughs> that would be me too. I'm always doing shit like that. <laughs> uh, um. So anyway, back to uh, back to attack. I think we have to speedily move on to the Nixon Yule match uh, with Mark Andrews. Very good match. Oh um, man, I, yeah, it was fucking great. I, I loved was... watching her murder Mark Andrews. Best match on the uh, first show for me. Absolutely, I thought, easily. Yeah, really, really good match. I, they've worked together before. Um, so, yeah, it, it's some people just have that natural chemistry. And what I like about Nixon uh, working with the men is that you don't really – like the gender is not an issue. Yeah, so no, it's, it's, it's very believable. Yeah. When, um, when Nixon is facing dudes like – like my like a problem that I have with like most like I I like engineering wrestling and stuff like that. But a problem that I do have with it is like sometimes it's just completely not believable. Like um like an example I'll give you like when I watched Kimberly versus Chris Hero like there was I'm no quite, I was just about to say that <laughs> there was there was there was nothing like there where I thought like oh man Kim has a chance or anything like yeah, that. No, I was she... just like no nothing like she's getting destroyed with Nixon. It's like she's beating the shit out of these dudes. And she's forearming the fuck out of these dudes and shit like that. Like it's amazing, like super believable. Like I said, unlike other people. Yeah, I, I guess it depends on the opponent because, like, Mark Andrews has got a lot of sympathies. He's, uh, he's kind of guy who looks good getting beaten up. I know Hero works really well with with just about everyone and can create that illusion that somebody might beat him. But um, yeah, it's it's tough to to get in a position where you're really convincing against someone like Hero just because he's so big. Yeah, like, I mean, you could put me against Chris Hero and it's going to be hard for me to believe that I'm going <laughs> to win. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's a bit, there's a difference there. It, always, it does depend on the opponent and stuff like that, for sure. Uh, and last match on um, the first night of the, the Mr. Tour was uh, Eddie Dennis against uh, Chief Deputy Dunn, uh, Damien elsewhere. <laughs> uh, Damien, uh, I think is is kind of underrated um, in the likes of like Progress and Red Pro. Don't you use him that much? 
Yeah. Uh, but in attack, he, he's kind of a big deal, and he's he's earned that spot. Yeah, definitely. He's definitely like you can, and you can tell. Even me, like I'm just coming in. I haven't watched Attack in a long time, and I can just tell that that Damian Dunn is easily one of like the the building blocks of Attack right now. He's definitely like a cornerstone. I think you could put him in any match on the card. Like you could put him against anyone on this card, and he's going to have a decent match. Yeah, I love I love Damien. Like he he definitely does need more like recognition and more booking. Like I know, did he get booked in progress? Like maybe once or twice. Yeah, he well he um he teamed with Pete a couple of times, and then they turned. Uh, well, they split them up, and then he teamed with Tyler Bate. Yeah. Oh yeah, Damien just never returned. Like they just. Like, yeah, yeah right. Tyler's come back and Damien is not. So weird. But hey, whatever. I don't know. Maybe we'll see him in the future. Because, yeah, Damien Dunn, he's great. Uh, especially yeah, spots, in, spots in, always open up. Yeah, exactly. And obviously he shows that he can work like any role. Especially this, uh, I love I love Sergeant, I love Deputy Dunn. Mm. And which is just like, every time he's like ready to hit a movie, he's like, no fun, nah! <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's fantastic. <laughs> One of my favorite uh, gimmicks that they do is when uh, Travis is wrestling and he asks for permission to do a move. Oh, the knee, right? The <laughs> knee drop? Permission for a knee drop. Permission granted. <laughs> he never hits it. <laughs> and, so um, uh, Eddie Dennis is another person that I find very underrated. I think like I think a lot of people find him just to be like, oh, yeah, he's funny. He's fun to watch and whatever, whatever. But I think he's a, he can put on a fucking... Fantastic match in which I think he's proved it against Chris Hero himself too. When when he gets fired up, he's he is really good. Yeah, it's it's incredible to watch. Like because you know, like you're just like I, I like that because it adds to it. Because like, oh man, this fucking goofball is getting like really serious. He's really getting ready to kick ass. So I like. I think he's probably at his best, uh, like in FSU because. He has it as best when he's all like fired up and like you know wanting to smash someone's face in, and that's where the hot tag comes in. So like good. he's a great hot tag. Yeah, he's like a he's low key, like really strong too. Yeah, this is fun. This is a really good like main event. Definitely main event worthy. It was really cool. Like I like I like how they work together and stuff like that. Like like you said, Dunn's fantastic. Dennis is fantastic. So when I see that they're they're facing each other, then I'm just like, all right, cool, because I'm coming into this blind. Like, I had no idea of the cards or anything like that. So I was just really excited. Uh, I remember um, you saying that like, you'd seen the first uh, show, and I said, oh, the, the second one's much better. I agree. Yeah, it really is. Like, um, that show just clicked. Yeah, that, that first show, I think everything on the card was pretty good. But the, the second one, it was just, I, I don't know what was going on, but the it's the, for, straight from the first match, which is um, Travis Banks against uh, El, sorry, Elf Ligero. Elf Ligero. <laughs> that whole match was so funny. Yeah, it was. That was hilarious. Like um, that's one of my favorite comedy matches. I think of uh, of the whole of 2016. Yeah, it was. It was hilarious. And what I I, I really love about it is like you you can go to another promotion and you can see Banks and Ligero like really fucking tear the house down. And then you can come and attack and then watch them, like, do, like, this fun stuff. Which, like I said, it just adds a different, like, element to them. And, like, I really love it. Yeah, the, um, <laughs> I don't know how much of the, uh, the, the comedy made it across stateside. But, um, Banks is, uh, from New Zealand. And the Christmas present that Ligero got him was a can of Foster's. 
Yeah, I didn't was... like really get that. <laughs> yeah, Foster's is like the like the Australian beer. And the whole Australia New Zealand thing. I think um Travis gets mistaken for Australian quite often. Oh yeah, they were they chanting that in this? Travis yeah, is Travis Australian, is Austra- Travis <laughs> Australian. Da, 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 da. Yeah. So good. <laughs> yeah, they they played off that quite a lot and it yeah. it surprises me how often um Travis Banks seems to be getting into a lot of accidental kissing other men spots. <laughs> yeah, I'm seeing I'm just seeing that, especially like in these uh, shows that we're watching. <laughs> yeah, it's on both this and the uh the progress show. Lots of boy kissing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, thing is he's like so serious as well. Yeah, that's, that's the his, thing, it's fucking hilarious. He he's like he just, just like don't fuck around attitude and shit like that, and then, like, this happens. <laughs> it was really good. It was definitely, like, a, a, a really great way to open the show. Like, it definitely, like, set the tone for the show and everything like that. I really, I just loved it. Yeah, I, I had such a good time watching this. And it just kind of, towards the end, they just, uh, they go nuts as well, and it's all uh, technical stuff and flying and... Uh, I think Ligera won it with a with a flying DDT and no, it was a good match. Like the whole thing just popped me. Yeah, it was like re- it was a really good opening. Like it was a really good mix of comedy and serious wrestling and stuff like that. It was it's what Attack is all about. Is what I was saying. Yeah, uh, I, sometimes when we're watching other promotions, you, you'd see like something that is like very broad comedy, and it's like ah, it's like, that's an Attack match. <laughs> you get the odd attack match on uh, on Fight Club Pro when they they do have like a goofy undercard thing, it's yeah. usually with the Hunter Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> the Hunter Brothers, that's I just call them Jim Lee, like not Jim and Lee, just Jim Lee, because I I can't tell them apart. Uh, it's Jim or Lee. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like Jim Lee. I call I call both of them Jim Lee because I don't know which one is which. <laughs> the uh, well in uh, uh, Attack they have. Um, uh, like a construction gimmick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm mad they weren't booked now. Cause I want uh, to I'll, I'll let you explore that one. <laughs> so good. Um, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> laughing at the um. So the next match on the card was uh was RVD against Martin Kirby. It kind of sounds like something that what culture would book, but it's it's actually Rob Van Drew. <laughs> yeah, Rob Van Drew along with uh, his own Alfonso. <laughs> yeah, and that was so perfect because Danny Jones is always blowing that whistle. Yeah, oh but, my god, that was good. Like every like couple, of minutes, that's my boy. Mm. <laughs> I love mm. it. So yeah, um, Drew Parker continuing the ECW gimmick is now Rob Van Drew, complete with onesie and everything. Yeah, I oh my, I just love this like so much. I I love how he mimics like. Uh, he, he does such a good job of mimic, mimicking like all, all RVD stuff. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was fun. Oh my god! It it wasn't entirely on point, but then he is only eighteen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like when he did the the Rolling Thunder, like, he tried to. I say, I won't say he did it. But he tried to. <laughs> <laughs> and something like that. But yeah, like enough. I said, he's very young. You know, I don't expect him to be doing like perfect Rob Van Dam moves. So. I did like um like when he did the uh the frog splash to to get the win, uh somebody yelled out two star frog splash. Yeah, two star frog splash. 
Uh, I'm a big fan of Martin Kirby. Um, I think that he's like just such a well-rounded worker. And um, like we said before, like you like how we were talking about. Um, uh, I forgot who we were talking about. How we were saying like, you know, the really really solid guys don't get a lot of recognition because you know that everyone's just amazing. But I think Martin Kirby is definitely someone that like deserves a lot more recognition than he gets. Well, he's he's been around for, for quite some time. Yeah, he's a he's a legit vet. Um. Yeah, I I try and like remember. It must have been ten years ago. Maybe maybe even more than that. I I saw him on a three CW card up in in the northeast, uh, which is like where he's from. So like it was one of his uh, earliest shows, and I vaguely remember talking to him. He, he had like hair and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Man, this was ago. a long time ago. And um, I saw him at. Uh, at the three CW uh, like revival show um, a couple of months back, and like went and shook his hand and he and he remembered who I was, oh, <laughs> which is um, which is pretty cool. And he uh, like ages ago, like in between these two meetings, uh, added me on uh, Xbox Live, <laughs> and for ages I had no idea who it was, and it was just uh, like I kept seeing his. Uh, like ID thing come up and I had no idea it was until he posted something on Twitter about what his uh, Xbox Live tag was and I was like oh shit (laughs) (laughs) that's Martin Kirby (laughs) five years the master of the Zoidberg elbow yeah he's a fun guy yeah he's he's, like you said he's really fun to watch and uh, when when he wants to turn it up into like a really really serious match he can fucking go so, like I say, he's just very well-rounded. Uh, he's there's I haven't been disappointed by, by him like in a long, 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 long time. So, like like I say, he's just really solid and and he can just put on really good matches and stuff like that. So, uh, attacks a good fit for him because he can do all the he can do the comedy. He was yeah. kind of being he was kind of being Jerry Lynn here, <laughs> trying to do some of those uh, those Jerry Lynn RVD spots. Yeah, so <laughs> I say try him. Yeah, trying is the key word here, and, and they might be pushing it. Yeah, they, they gave it a good go. I, it was funny. Yeah, it was fun. Like we said, like it, it, it wasn't supposed to be like, oh yeah, we're gonna we're gonna put it on a Jerry Lynn RVD match, it was like perfectly. It was, it was really fun. I loved it. Um, the match after that was was something that was actually yeah you know, genuinely quite good, which was um, FSU against uh, Bird and Boar. Oh yeah, and as soon as they announced that, I was like, oh that that could be really good. Because you have like that fiery hot baby face team, you have that you know solid heel team that can work the heat, and uh, I was really looking forward to this. Yeah, like once once I saw them come out, because like I said, I went into the, these shows blind, so I saw that they came. I was like, yeah, I'm about this because I love Vernon Boar, I love F- FSU, and together, man, holy shit, they put on a fantastic match together in this. I, I certainly think all the stuff with Andrews in there was great. Yeah, um, I think a- a- Eddie MVP. Dennis was hungover. <laughs> <laughs> I would not be surprised. It, he wasn't quite as on point as usual. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's like uh, when they did like, the the big hot tag, and he comes he comes into the ring, and it's like he comes in at about quarter speed, and it's like, oh, <laughs> yeah, like, here comes Eddie. Like, I don't, yeah, it, it, it was weird. I don't know. Maybe I I. I can imagine that your your uh, your theory is probably true. So, 
<laughs> it wouldn't surprise me. But then it, it didn't massively affect the match, but it could have been like, you know, next level stuff if um if the stuff with the bird and Dennis in particular didn't didn't quite click. Um if it if that had clicked, then this could have easily been up uh, up over four stars. It could have been real good. Six stars. <laughs> stars. Oh, yeah, let's, not, let's not start that. <laughs> but yeah, I, I would have been chided by Joe Lanza for making six star jokes. <laughs> He's oh, sick of them already. Like, I'm, he I'm said waiting. he was sick of them already a minute after I made a six star joke, and I was like, ah. Yeah, I'm ready for the uh, the seven star match champs at Progress. I'm waiting for those. But yeah, uh, this tag match was awesome. I'd like definitely suggest people to seek it out. Uh, yeah, the the match after that I thought was even better, and this was um, a match I had probably less expectations for. But it was uh, CCK and uh, sorry uh, Brooks and uh, Lycos along with Nixon Newell in a uh, six person tag against Bolarama and Tyler Bate. This was really good. <laughs> this was it was really good, and like you know, like um. Like I said, was, this is my second time watching Bolorama, in which, like, once they, I saw that they came out, they came with Tyler against Nixon and CCK, I'm like, this is going to be really fucking fun. And it was. It was fu- It was awesome. It was, like, a really, really good match, too. And uh, there was, like, some really fun spots. And, like, the, the triple uh, the triple wet willy was and amazing. The, and the dabbing as well. Yes, the triple dab. Heel dabs. Yes. I, I love, like, how, like, Dabbing is like still big in the UK, like kind of like that, like you know, wrestling and stuff. Not only that, it's divisive. Yeah, (laughs) it's funny. It it either gets you heat or it gets you pops. So people genuinely argue about it. Yeah, exactly. There's like anti-dab people on Twitter, and which like I'm all about it. I'm about dabbing. Dan Maloney (laughs) is my favorite dabber. If anyone ever wants (laughs) to know, (laughs) he's big into the dabs. Yeah, it's my favorite dabber. So, but yeah, um, this was just. Incredibly fun. I, I loved every minute of it. So good. Um, again, the the whole storyline behind it was Nixon uh, basically costing CCK a match, and she accidentally super kicked uh, both of them. Um, I was trying to remember what the finish was now. Uh... I'm trying to remember what it was. <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> So I thought she was involved in the finish as well, and um, no, I can't. I really can't remember. I remember Tyler pinned Lycos, but I thought it was a Nixon, another Nixon thing that led to it. But yeah, like, it didn't. I, I'm pretty. Sh- I'm sure of it because, like, you know, like Chris after the match, you know, Chris was all up in um in Nixon's face and talking shit and this and that and she pushed him and I love how, how protective Lycos got like hey don't you push him and shit like that like, <laughs> it, was, it was so good and um Nixon got tired of Chris Brooks shit and she broke out of her like Pete Dunitis as I'll call it yeah that's a shame it could have it probably could have gone on longer but then she I doesn't love- have a lot she doesn't have a lot left. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, she kind of had, had to go come back. Straight. The promo that she cut after was really good. And especially, like, right after she hit it, they, they hit the Bewitched, in which I yeah. absolutely loved. It was perfect. I teared up a little bit. 
It was what, amazing. Hearing bewitched. <laughs> like, I don't know what it was. Like, maybe it was like the the passion in her voice and then the bewitched just hitting where I just like <laughs> shed one single tear. I'm like, oh my God, this is amazing. <laughs> Wrestling's weird. It's be weird. I don't know. That's amazing. Right? <laughs> bewitched, man. The power of bewitched and the power of Nixon Newell. I love her. <laughs> um, so so that was a beautiful, beautiful thing. Uh, I loved that match. I went four stars on that, which I thought was great. Okay. Uh, and the main event might even have topped that. It was a uh, uh, chief deputy done, or it was a deputy chief done. I'm not sure which way around. It's it called deputy done. Deputy <laughs> done against uh, Ryan Smile, who used to be in the anti fun police, but. Uh, he's kind of fun, so he wasn't allowed in it anymore. Yeah, so like, what what was his rank in the anti-fun police? I can't remember. I, I, uh, was it Sergeant? Sergeant Smiles, that was about right. No, Sergeant Banks. Banks is a sergeant. No, he's so. really a sergeant. I really can't remember. Um, but this was a, a no holds barred match, but it was only festive weapons that were legal. Yeah. Um, so that meant that uh, Travis Banks couldn't get involved. Uh, but he could have done if he'd have dressed up as Santa. But then that would have been fun, so he couldn't do it. Yeah. There was a lot of logic involved in this. Yeah, the uh, the anti-fun police really hold themselves back from cheating with the, uh, the anti-fun thing. Because it's like, like you said, you could have been Santa, but that's fun, that's illegal in your, uh, I don't know, jurisdiction. Is that <laughs> what I was saying? That's illegal... To you guys and stuff like that. So you kind of fucked yourself over, but hey. Yeah, they, they stick to the rules. Yeah, they are not rule breakers. No fun allowed. They stick breaking to their rules, rules isn't it? Yeah, because breaking rules is fun. So. <laughs> um, Ryan Smile, uh, he's kind of like a, a budget ricochet. Like, if you don't have the cash to get ricochet, then, then get Ryan Smile and he'll, he'll just do all the same spots. Yeah, I, I, I don't mean that. that as a criticism. No, he's just, <laughs> he's just really good. Like, and he's, he's young. just really good. Like, like, like he's like less. He's under twenty five, I believe. Right? He's like twenty three, maybe. Uh, I think he's twenty two. He's he's a young guy. Um, <laughs> I know they're all they're all really young. Mark Andrews is only twenty three. Yeah, I know. I always forget that he's like super young because I'm like I've been watching him for a long time, and I'm like, yeah. Oh, well, yeah, when right. he went to TNA, he was like twenty. Yeah, fucking TNA. They done fucked up. Uh, and they've lost him, haven't they? Yep. Mark Gators is in the, the UK tournament. I couldn't be happier because TNA wasn't doing anything with him, so whatever. Might even win it. Right? You never know. I, I, I just love that. how they didn't like at him in the announcement because he has TNA yeah, in his name. <laughs> He's got TNA in his name. Like, hashtag Mark Andrews. And it's like, if I look at that hashtag, I'm not going to find Mark Andrews. Like They made it Completely impossible to find Mark Andrews on Twitter. Made me laugh anyway. Yeah, but yeah, um, Smile is just, uh, he's an incredible young talent. Uh, and so is Dunn, and they, they worked this match. This was, a, this was fantastic. Really great main event. Really and strong. it just topped off this fantastic show. It, it was great. I loved it. Yeah, there's only a, like a couple of uh, mistakes. Um, that, when you have like something go wrong on the ropes, it makes you be really careful about like going to the ropes. Yeah. And uh, like Ryan, he slipped once going up on the ropes, and it was like, ooh. 
And um, yeah, that, that kind of caused the, like, just the last couple of minutes of the match just had a couple of those, like, I don't want to do this without being really, really careful. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, it happens. It's 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 instinct, you know. So, yeah, uh, it just kind of just kind of took the edge off it a bit. But yeah, uh, yeah it was a really good match. The way they used the uh, festive weapons was was fun. Um, the uh, uh, baubles on the uh, on the chair. Yeah. Oh my god. The, the, everything was just like, like, I, like I said. Like, this is what this is what I really love about Attack. It's like you. It's this is like this fucking basically blood feud. But at the same time, it's fun. It was really violent. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, and violent, it's fun but... at the same time, which is like they, they perfect that, like that whole like mix of it. Yeah, and this this is like this kind of match. This is like peak attack. Well, this and the one before. Actually, the, the whole last three there is just a really strong end to the show. Yeah, like we said, it was just like it was great. Uh, Smile got the win. You know, all the faces came out and all this other stuff, and like you know, celebrate. It was awesome. And then, yeah, they're all dancing around the building. There was a conga line. Yeah, and there did was you, a conga did you see Tyler line. Bate? Did you see Tyler Bate when he came out? Yeah, Tyler Bate had soul, man. <laughs> Christmas yeah. jumper. Yeah, he had soul. strutting. <laughs> yeah, that, that was, was awesome. Uh, definitely, I most definitely recommend get spending the fourteen dollars on both of these shows and watching them because. Lots of fun with some really fucking great matches sprinkled in. Like, I think this is a good jumping on point as well because we just come off the the end of the like the year long uh, like Jim Lee Pete Dunn feud, and now that's kind of put to bed. They're starting to build something else, so um, it's a good time to start watching them. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely because obviously right now it seems like you know we're building to the big uh, Chris Brooks versus Nixon Newell match. So yeah, I think we'll probably really see that time. around April. Yeah, this is definitely a really, really good time to um to jump into this. Like, I'm I'm jumping in right now, so join me. <laughs> okay, so uh, that just leaves us with progress. Um, unboxing live, unboxing live, which is kind of handy because if you haven't seen it yet, then we left at the end, so you didn't get the spoilers. Exactly. Although I think everyone's seen it now. It's it's been on. Uh, demand for a couple days. Yeah, I watched. Oh no, I I got on these things pretty quick. I watched it this morning. I may I managed to uh to go blind, go into this blind, which I was really happy about. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> that must have been tough. Yeah, it was, but um, hey, it, it happened I, somehow, some way. It happened. So. Well, I didn't tweet about it at all <laughs> on on the day. Yeah, like I I knew about the main event. Really, like 100%. Like, I saw, like, some things on Twitter, but I didn't remember it at all, like, when I was watching this, so I'm, like, basically 100% blind. The only thing I remember was the main event. So, it was really fun. It really added to it for me, not knowing what the fuck is about to happen <laughs> and shit like that. It was awesome. <laughs> I think, like, because, like, um, before the show, we, we were all, like, wild speculating, like... Um... Oh, I could imagine. I would be fucking booking. I would have booked the whole card. <laughs> Just like this has to be here, this has to be here. This is a nice. Oh yeah, we we gathered uh, we gathered together at the uh, the Ice Wharf, and um, which is a pub, by the way. I, I figured that. <laughs> and um, there was a load of people there. It's like um, 
the, the whole Brit rest Twitter thing, it seems like that they seem to be coming together as a massive unit. It seems like we, we gain a couple of people like per show. Yeah. And it's just getting bigger and bigger. It's like this big snowball of British wrestling Twitter personalities. Yeah. Uh, it's really weird. Um, but like I, I got there before everyone else and I was at the bar and they just started trickling in one after another. And I'm like, you know, handshaking and stuff. And I'm like, I really know an awful lot of people just from Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I feel too. Like I like the people from Twitter more than I like the people from real life. <laughs> yeah, because you know they've got the same interests. Yeah, exactly. We could talk about stuff, and everyone else is just like, "Oh, you, you still watch wrestling? I used to watch that as a kid." It's like, "Fuck you." <laughs> you know it's fake, right? Right. You know it's fake, right? I'm like, yeah, fucking duh. <laughs> I should, I'm just gonna act like I think it's real. Like the next person that asks me that, like, you know it's fake, right? Like, no, it's not. It's very real. Look at this injury. <laughs> I hate when people do that. Yeah. So yeah, opening match. Um. So the the first thing out was the uh, South Pacific. Uh, try saying that South Pacific Power Trio. Um, and they were met with the uh, FSU and Nixon Yule. So it was New Zealand against Wales. Yeah, that was um very interesting. I love. I like uh, the team of FSU and Nixon Newell, as uh, my friend Darren on Twitter calls them, FS Newell. Oh, okay. I see yeah. that. I lo- I, I, they te- like, they're kind of perfect for each other, to be honest with you. So that's a perfect trio. Uh, the, the South Pacific power trip, they're just fucking excellent. Um, TK Cooper is uh, definitely someone that needs to get talked about more, too, because, like, you know, Travis Banks gets a lot of recognition, but TK Cooper is really good. He's getting a very good. Yeah, I said that in the Britties uh, when we were giving out uh, like most improved and, and stuff like that, and I was going like, well, well TK's really good, but you kind of forget how good he is because he tags with Travis Banks. He's just exceptional. Kind of paying the price for having a very good tag team guy. Yeah, it's, it's like Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly. Like, Bobby Fish is yeah, yeah, yeah. about stuff like that, but, you know, everyone knows he's fantastic, but Kyle O'Reilly kind of overshadows that. Yeah, it's, it's pretty easy to see. Yeah, TK Cooper, like, uh, I love I love him. He's great. Like, um, definitely someone that, like I said, just needs to get talked about more, or at least seen more. Maybe some more singles matches from him would help. Yeah, I don't think he's had, like, a uh, singles match since Travis got there. They've been in tags the whole time. Yeah, I mean, even before Travis got there, he was just, like, doing, like, kind of injured. Like, the the mixed tag matches with... Uh, he was more of a valet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah, I don't know. Hopefully, we, we, we will see maybe, like, some singles stuff from him, and he can, like, really show out, and people can, like, appreciate him. Um, yeah, this is a really fun match. This is another another fantastic fun uh, Brit yeah. Rest match. Yeah, like it, it really turned up and it was really fun too. Like uh, the spot, the like, as they call it on Twitter, the the South Pacific Power Threesome spot. <laughs> I it was fucking hilarious. Um, like I See, said, I, it was just a lot of laughs. I have seen like spots like that before, so that that didn't pop me as much as. Um, the the whole kiss off thing, where Eddie threatens to kiss Dahlia, and then uh, TK's response to threaten to kiss Nixon, it's like Travis Mark Andrews is daring each other to to kiss, and yeah. then and then they they did, and then they just felt really awkward. 
shook hands and left the ring. <laughs> yeah, I loved it because, like, like you said, he's like, oh, if you're going to kiss her, then I'm going to kiss her. And then Mark is just like, well, if you're going to kiss her, then uh, I'm going to kiss him. <laughs> and, and, yeah, like you said, they, they, it was so funny because they actually did kiss. And, like, it was really, super awkward. And, like you said, <laughs> Travis Banks is, like, really serious dude, but he keeps getting into these, like, really funny situations. This is amazing. <laughs> I think Mark Andrews' reaction to that is just like, just afterwards, the way he was looking around the ring, like, okay, uh, we've done that. I should probably leave. uh, That's over with. Bye. (laughs) It's it's a really good match as well. It wasn't just uh, the the funny stuff. It was was really strong. They did a lot of uh, fun dives and uh, Nixon's headbutts at the end. Oh. Oh my God, Nick, when, Nixon uh, Newell has like some of the best headbutts in wrestling, like in all of wrestling, honestly, because like they they're fantastic. They sound really hard. I I love them. I know I shouldn't love them, you know, as much as I do, but I really do. When she headbutted TK Cooper's fist, I. Oh, I just lost it. Yeah, that, I was like, oh my god, I've never seen that in my life. Incredible. Because, <laughs> I mean, he has this whole gimmick of punching women in the face, and then it's like, for her to just headbutt him in the fist. It's amazing. Yeah, that was so fucking good. I, I absolutely loved it. it was, I popped really hard for that part. <laughs> um, So, moving on. Uh... The match after that one was uh, Tony Storm against Kaylee Ray. Ooh, this was fire! If if you're gonna book like two Brit rest talents, like uh, like ladies against each other, I think this would be up near the top of the list. Yeah, this is definitely one of those like if you want to have like a a fucking like a major example of British women's wrestling, you book Tony Storm versus Kaylee Ray because uh. these are like two of the best in the world. And wow, this was just fantastic. I loved everything about this match. I like the, um, well, I liked everything, really. <laughs> <laughs> right, every single thing I loved about it. Like, it's hard to single something out. Because, like, everything was awesome. I do like that, because um, uh, Tony is kind of famed for, for using her posterior uh, as an offensive weapon. And... She was doing some uh, like really light kind of hip attacks, and they they kind of uh, broke apart, and Kaylee Ray ended up on the deck, and then she just flattened them with like a, a running ass, <laughs> running ass. <laughs> <laughs> and it it's like compared to like the, the little soft taps from before, and then that was just like a full on like pow, yeah, like threw all of it in there, like. <laughs> Yeah, that was that was that was awesome. Uh, like you said, they they just worked so well together and stuff like that. Which it's like, and I are they both in Stardom right now? Or is Tony home? I think Tony's home and Kaylee's in Stardom. Yeah, Kaylee's definitely over there at the moment. Yeah, um, I, so it's like, yeah, it's like it, this is something that you could see like in Stardom. Like I could see them booking this match and having this match in Stardom, and the crowd going crazy for it. Like it was just fucking fantastic. Like it was one of the best matches of the night, in my opinion. And this is like one of their first uh, like interactions, so I think this is something where they're gonna get get a chance to do this again, and it's gonna be better. 
Yeah, which is like insane to think about because this was so fucking good. Yeah, I can't wait for Rante. Yeah, cannot wait. Ho- hopefully, we'll we'll get all of that soon. <laughs> um, I was kind of hoping for that as the tournament final, but I'm not really sure who they're going to put the title on. Yeah, I have no clue. Like, I might go with Ginny if we're being honest here. Like, I think Ginny yeah, yeah, is I, definitely I, the top pick. I think Ginny as well. Um, I think ever since you, I think the original booking was her to go over Pollyanna, which she did. And for that to be like a match, like for her first title defense, and I think eventually they want Laura to beat her. I think that's that's kind of how I'm thinking. Yeah, I'm thinking Laura is definitely in the in the picture for like for uh, for Ginny in the long run, because like look, he says Laura, like the story just makes sense. It's perfect. Laura is getting so good and stuff like that, and like Ginny's just amazing too. So at when whenever they like lead off into that, like I said, hopefully Ginny does win this. And Laura does win the title off of her at some point. Whenever that happens, it's going to be a fucking amazing moment. Yeah. Looking forward to it already. But yeah, I think Ginny, Ginny's a good choice if yeah, that's the I, way they want to go. she's the best choice, if we're being honest. Like, because, like, yeah, well, there's not a she, lot of. She doesn't have as many commitments elsewhere. I think that's uh, an issue with, with me and Kaylee Ray. They just they have a lot of bookings. Yeah. Like, it would be nice, you know, to, like, have, like, the progress. Women's championship was defended somewhere else, like like Stardom or something like that. But yeah, I think right now, getting you kind of do want want have to be home and to be defended a lot. So Ginny is definitely like the good choice for that. Yeah, I think so. But, uh, we'll see how they go. And plus, she's incredible. So <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, the next segment uh, wasn't uh, <clears throat> wasn't a match, but it was the uh, Wasteman Challenge. I pop. So hard for this. I, uh, I laughed so hard at everything that happened in here, right from um, Roy coming out and calling himself the, the one and only body guy, which caused, I don't know if you could hear the crowd chanting, uh, uh, fuck you, Daniel. Who? Because uh, 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 Daniel Ellis, who's not very well liked on, on Twitter because he's straight edge and he has everyone else. Oh, is that the... Um... Uh, the the old spray hater kid. Yeah, that's the one. Okay. Uh, he picked up uh, Roy's old Twitter handle that the uh, I don't know, I'm not gonna say what it is. I don't want to give him publicity, but um, he picked up that and he was doing uh like disses of other people uh, under like a, a like a a Roy Johnson kind of persona Twitter challenge. Uh, kind of pure it's shit just though. Dreadful. It was dreadful. I'm not surprised. Um, uh, so people, yeah, people like that they they tend not to be very creative. So, um, but uh, but yeah, it's like whatever. Yeah, so yeah, I I, I get now I get it because when I um when he said like one and only body guy, I kind of was like a shot at Ethan Page. No, no, it was a, it was because this is literally like I think it's the week before, like he he'd uh, he'd, he'd taken on this um uh Twitter handle. Yeah, uh, so stupid. Why would someone do that? I, he's just—he's just a jerk. <laughs> uh, whatever. I've never heard any good things about him. So what? <laughs> anyway, no, I uh, stared him out. <laughs> right, Roy Johnson. Because he, he's threatened to fight people, and I'm like, why? Why would you threaten to fight people? Just really? Who does that? Idiot. All right, let's talk rule in progress. Don't be a dick. Don't like, be a dick. About that? But yeah, Roy Johnson um gives me like I tweeted this earlier when I was watching this. 
Roy Johnson gives me Chain Gang Cena vibes at times. Yeah, well, he's he's got that kind of um, Olympic pedigree, and I think he's he's going to be really good long term. I think uh, Progress is doing the right thing by not kind of exposing him too much at the moment because he's he's still training. Yeah, but yeah, I think the the, the long game for for Roy Johnson is going to be really strong. Yeah, I think it's perfect because um, one the Wasteman Challenge is fucking hilarious. It's and it's getting him like super super over. So you know, like by the time he's like ready, you know, to get into like serious competition and stuff like that, and he, he's gonna be like a mega face, like a mega baby. Face. Mm-hmm. So everyone's gonna be behind well, him, been, and I'm really I'm really like excited to see that. I've been kind of weaning him in uh, by tagging him up with Sex Smith, and they've so been having some fun matches. Uh, but yeah, I, I can see him being very very special once. He's he's there once he's there in the yeah, ring. It's gonna take a little while, but once he gets there, it's gonna be something. Like the charisma that he has is ridiculous. Yeah, body guy, yeah. <laughs> Fucking love it. So uh oh yeah, we get the waistman challenge. Uh, as you know, you someone comes out and it was motherfucking Madman Manson. Madman <laughs> Manson. Uh, literally everything Madman Manson said was funny. Yeah, it was is he like a stand up comedian like on the side or because he certainly sounds like it. I don't know, I, he's just a really funny guy. Yeah. Always has been. Okay, yeah, because he sounds like like a professional like stand up comedian. Like, <laughs> he was like cutting these promos and stuff. It was really, it was just, I was just laughing like about this whole fucking segment. You know, when 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 Roy dropped his verse, <laughs> that was so that was wavy chance. Made me very proud. Thank you, progress, <laughs> a fan, stuff like that. Because wavy is like a New York thing. So I'm a New Yorker, and I love that. So that made me very proud of you all. <laughs> and which, uh, like Roy, said, amazing. Roy introduced us to that one. Uh, Wavy, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, this, yeah. I, I go around the house just doing that something. time. Just putting yeah at the end of everything. <laughs> do, do you also uh, cover Celine Dion's song? Oh, my God. That was the best part. The best part was when, like, he just, like, really just cut out, like, he just stopped it so he can sing, like, his own, like, version of the Celine Dion song from Titanic. Like, <laughs> his wave will never stop. This is a that. It was super wavy. I loved it. <laughs> uh, and then Matt uh, Manson was uh, lip-syncing to Wham! To, oh, as a, as a he was twerking to Wham! Like, <laughs> I, I, I lost my shit. <laughs> This this segment was just uh it's just so good. Yeah, like you know how like they're like, Oh yeah, you need your cool down matches and stuff like that. Like this was like a segment version of a cool down match in which like it just like really kept the crowd still really hyped, but like they're just like laughing and shit. Like it really kept them in the spirit. I loved it. It could it could have main evented the first half, it was that <laughs> Yeah, like it could have yeah, it could have like been right before intermission and like everyone was left happy came back still laughing it was fantastic um the match before intermission was the uh tag tide uh which had uh, been in possession of british strong style uh, which was trent seven and pete dunn uh pete dunn had to give up the boy i don't know if he had to or not but he, he gave up the, the tag belt to concentrate on the, the progress title and he decided to give his title to Tyler Bate. And Progress went, that's not happening. 
uh, we're going to have a, a a title match instead, uh, which led us to this show, and I kind of teased it being uh, like Seven and Bait against London Riots, which kind of would have made sense because that's the perennial challenges and former champion. Yeah, and then they brought out the, the leaders of the new school. Oh as man, the Marty Skull comes out. This is a nat. Everyone's all happy. And uh, out comes his fucking box. <laughs> and uh, it's What's Zack Sabre fucking Jr. It's my Zack in a box. It was, <laughs> I, it was like, I loved it. I was like, holy shit. Like, the, the pop for Zack was incredible. I was huge. I love it. Cause, like, his, the, the look on his face when he popped out and everything. Like, it was just fucking perfection. I loved it. Uh, yeah, this match was excellent. Like, I miss Zach and Marty tag teaming all the time. Like, and this match is a very big oh, example of why. Blightham is, uh, like the best tag team, uh, of the year in, in 2016 because of the work that they did sort of mainly in Rev Pro, but also in WXW. Um, so to have them come together at the end of the year, kind of like to accept it almost. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the progress was, was just great. It's a shame they can't work together more because yeah. as gr- as great as they both are individually as a team, they just they're just world beaters. They're they're amazing. That that like stupid like dance thing that they do after they do like the super kick, just kidding thing, and they just like, <laughs> run around each other. Like it's fucking. Oh, I love it so much. Like they're just so much fun together. Like and it's it's funny because it's like you know, Skrull's supposed to be heel. And stuff like that, but he's just like having the time of his fucking life in this match, and I loved it so much. That's the thing with Skull is like he isn't really a heel; he's yeah. the villain. Yeah, he's just the villain. Like, <laughs> so he kind of falls through the cracks. He can be either. Yeah, he's, he's no uh, anti-fun police. We'll just... <laughs> <laughs> he's still have fun. Yeah, Skull's all about the fun. I, I love the spot where. Um... Uh, like Saber had, um, was it James Davis? He got him in a, uh, like a, like a camel clutch. And, uh, Martin's <laughs> running the ropes. <laughs> it takes so long running the ropes to, like, kick him in the face that, like, Davis has dragged Saber into the ropes. Yeah, it was very, uh, Forever Hooligans. Of <laughs> I, I really loved it. That was funny. Uh, the, the sequence, like, there was a really fire ass sequence between James Davis and Zack Saber Jr., in which I'm like, yeah, I might need this singles match at some point in my life because that looked amazing. It's easy to kind of forget that the riots are both very good. Yeah. It's just to forget how good they are individually and that they are both very good. Yeah, they're 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 both really good like by themselves and they're really good together. Like they're the combos and everything that they do together, it's it's fantastic. Like they're, they're definitely one of the top, top tag teams in the world. They don't get talked about as much as the other ones, but they definitely need to be. I think that match with War Machine, like in the middle of the year, that's the one that did it for me, where I was like, oh, yeah, these guys are really are at this level. Yeah, I think I saw them against like Sumerian Death Squad or something like that at one point. I was like, all right, London Riots are the truth. <clears throat> in which, wow, I miss Sumerian Death Squad. Yeah. Well, Michael Dante's not going there, and Tommy End ain't coming back. So. Yeah, where? Like, what's up with Michael? Oh, he's injured, right? I think. Oh, is he? I I believe so. The last time I heard anything about him, I think he got injured. Oh, that's unfortunate. Yeah. 
Hey, I haven't seen him since Tommy left. Yeah, like, like, I hope he comes back, honestly. Michael Dante is really a low-key, really good singles wrestler. Yeah, I do like him in a in a tag team. Maybe they can find someone else for him to team with. Yeah, I don't know who. I mean, I, I'm definitely not if he needs to. <laughs> Maybe like we can get like him and Big Daddy Walter or something, like it's this big Haas team. Well, um, Big Daddy Walter's coming back. Yeah, well, he's coming back to Fox with ADJ, Axel yeah. Dyer Jr. I'm really happy. Oh, do you not like ADJ? Oh, yeah, no, I like him. Oh, all right, he didn't sound like very enthused. I'm <laughs> oh, that's just the, the one my voice sounds. <laughs> okay, yeah, he's. I, I love uh, Axel. I, I think it's about goddamn time that he's in progress. So, I'm yeah, really excited well, for that. They're running the, um, uh, like, like kind of co-promoting with WXW because um, they're doing two shows in in London, yeah. Um, at the end of the month, so it's I think they're kind of building for that. Yeah, so we'll see. I'm really excited for all that. But yeah, um, this tag title match was insane. Like it was just like everyone was all over the place. Moves, moves, moves. Of oh, the dives. Yeah, dives all over. The place. It was. This was just pure insanity. I loved every like second of it. It was everything for me. <laughs> I yeah, uh, I quite liked the um. They had like a submission chain thing going on, and um, James Davis comes in and he's like, "I don't know any submissions." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> put them in a headlock. Yeah, yeah, that was really yeah. good. Yeah, it's a good mixture of like that. Uh, they had bits of comedy in there, but the the pacing of it was was. Just very strong. Yeah, it was perfect. Like the pacing was so perfect. Uh, British Strong Style ended up winning the tag titles, so they were just like, "Yeah, fuck you. You can take it away from us, but we're gonna take them back." Yeah, I thought it was really important that Tyler Bate got the fall. Yeah, and I think putting him over Saber as well was like a big statement. Yeah, that was really huge because, like, I was like very surprised that Saber of all people took the pin. But it makes sense because, you know, Zach's not really, like, a mainstay in progress at the moment. And, like, kind of like Scroll and the riots right now are. So I guess it makes sense. Yeah. I, I did enjoy... Um, did you notice the... Um, just kind of towards the end of the match, uh, where, where Skull really milked the reaction to get the, the, the chicken wing? Oh, my God, yeah. And it just built and it built and it built... He he's a surprisingly good face. Yeah, like it, that was like amazing. Like they were popping like super hard for that chicken wing, and it's like yo, because you know Mario Scroll, he's he's not just like like everyone. Oh, he's a, he's a fucking amazing heel. He's one of the best heels. He's just like he's just this person that what he wants the crowd to do, they will do. If he wants them to yeah. cheer for him, they will cheer. If he wants them to boo, they will boo. And which it's great to see because you know. A, Maybe like two years ago or a year and a half ago, it was like kind of impossible for everyone to fucking boo Marty because he was so great and party Marty and all the other stuff. So it's really good to see him grow into this this crowd maestro that just like whatever he wants them to do that they are, they're doing. I think it kind of depends on the crowd, but like uh, if he gets the, the crowd that know him, then it's it's just so easy for him at the moment. He can just manipulate. Yeah. Which is what, you know, the very best wrestlers, that's, that's what they do. They exactly. Manipulate. Hey, 
So yeah, like we said, this was just a fucking incredible um, three-way tag match, and British Strong Style ended up coming out as the champs, though. So they reign supreme in progress, though. Yeah, good, uh, good match. Oh yeah, very good match. Amazing match. Um, so we had the uh, had the intermission um, with the Jim. That kind of brought us back out for the for the second half, and he gave a shout out to um, Sophie Owen. Yeah, uh, I don't know if you know Sophie. I uh, I've met her at uh, Fight Club Pro. No, I don't. Um, I don't know her or anything like that. But like when I saw the uh, the intermission and Jim shouting them out, and that was like really like great. But then like it shows like that's why I love progress because you know uh, the fans. It's like a family and stuff like that. And plus, like, Jim and everyone else, they, that's how they treat the fans. And just to be doing something small like this, it means a lot to me. Like, Yeah, it's cool. That's what it feels like. I mean, when I was talking about, uh, like, the amount of people that I knew, like, from uh, Twitter, it's like you, we went into the, the world's end afterwards, and it's just the whole place was just full of people that I knew. And it's all through Twitter. So it's it's really weird. Yeah. But <laughs> uh, yeah, shout out to Sophie for doing 50 shows in the year. Yeah, 50. It's the yeah. Alan Boone Award. <laughs> right? Someone needs to like, hook her up or something. Yeah, 50. I, w- I wish I could have made it to 50 this year. I don't know how many I did. It was a lot. But I had like a lull in the summer, so that kind of fucked me up. So yeah, I did like 14. I, I thought that was kind of a lot. <laughs> <laughs> then you hear like 50, and I'm like, holy shit. Yeah, that's that's a that's a lot more than <laughs> fourteen. Like last no year, terms. I think I did like over like twenty something, and that was a lot. Like a lot of traveling and a lot of shit. And I'm just like, oh wow, fifty. I, yeah, was, I wish I was that's close like enough every weekend. Though. Yeah, like I wish I was close enough to enough promotions to be able to go to fifty. Like that's crazy. Um. So you can follow Sophie on her uh, on her travels at Legally Blonde Twenty Two. I'll give her a shout out. Hi, Sophie. You don't know. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh. So the first match of the second half, the progress. Uh, uh. Pete Dunne against Fabian Eichner. Um. We we kind of speculated last time if it's actually dropped by the time this drops, but um. Uh, we kind of speculated that Fabian was potentially uh, a good one-off title defense for Pete Dunne, and lo and behold, next show, even though the podcast hadn't dropped. (laughs) So it's going to look like we said it afterwards, but God damn it before. Yeah. um, Agner is just this incredible talent, and which before the CWC, I'd never heard of. You know, which I'm sure you sure that's the case for most people. Yeah, I and, think so. Um, he just really impressed in his, and he lost in the CWC in his match, and he's the person that most people were talking about in the first round. And uh, um, didn't, didn't he lose to Jack? Yeah, I believe so. Was it Jack? I think it was Jack. Jack first round. I believe so, but yeah, you know, so he lost, and he looked really, really fucking incredible in that loss, in which I was just like, oh wow. And then yeah, you start seeing the him books in more places and stuff like that. OTT, um, a few other places, I believe, and stuff like that. And then Progress booked him. What was it? Was it two shows ago or the last show? Uh, he, oh, he wrestled against James Drake, so I'd, maybe three shows ago. Hmm. 
I think it was in, was it in Manchester? Damn, that was a while ago. Yeah. So, uh, so, so he, many shows. Yeah, he's getting, he's getting a lot of opportunities now, in which uh, this is obviously his biggest one. A shot at the Progress Championship against Pete Dunn. Peter. Peter. So, uh, this match was incredible. Um, I, I've only, like I said, I've only seen Ackner about twice. And I just know for sure, like, whenever I see him now, like, I'm going to get a fucking great match. Yeah, it's, some of the stuff that he did, like the that springboard to the floor where he just jumped, like, off the mat onto the top rope into the air and then all of a sudden he's like he's over the top of where where Pete is and he just drops down like he could have gone another like six ten feet he could have gone into about the third fourth row if he wanted to yeah the dude's incredibly athletic it's fucking wild and which like he's just that just adds to his entertainment value and which like you don't know what this guy's gonna do because especially like like I said when I first saw him you know I kind of saw oh he's kind of jacked he's probably gonna be like a technical guy this is and that, and uh, he just starts fucking doing all this high flying shit, and he's just like, "Oh wow, like yeah, you don't know what to expect of an actor." And um, him and Pete worked really, really well. I don't know if they faced each other before or not. Uh, not that I know of, but then uh, Pete tends to work really well with flyers because a lot of his stuff is designed at stopping like yeah. flips and stuff. Like when um, when uh, Eichner comes off the top rope and. Pete kind of sidesteps him and does the, like, the elbow to the face. And what I loved about that is, like, Eichner kind of uh, screwed up at the start, and, like, when he jumped up onto the top rope, he lost his footing. And that kind of, like, worked into the storyline of the whole spot, because it's like, he, it means he took longer to come off, and that, that gave Pete time to move around and hit it. It just, it, I like it when mistakes kind of enhance everything yeah i i like that like you know it's like little mistakes that happen and they kind of went rather than you know trying to redo the spot or anything like that they just kind of like let it work into story of the match which is always organic yeah because you know at the end of the day nothing's perfect if you're in an actual fight you're not going to be doing perfect shit so (laughs) it just makes it more real it adds to the realism i like it um yeah this is a rock-solid um, title defense for, for Pete. I think he needs to get a, at least a couple of wins. Uh, I don't know what they're planning on, on doing with him because the next show is uh, Birmingham, and he's probably not going to be on it. Likely 99.99999% will not be on there. Yeah. Um, I mean, Birmingham and Blackpool not that far apart. They could have him on the show and if, then... Yeah, I mean, if... if... If WWE is really nice and they have Pete in the opening match and Progress has Pete in the main event, it could work. But um, is WWE that nice? Uh, well, no. And <laughs> also, I, because of who's been named in the tournament, I think Pete is in, in the top like three Yeah, that, that have been named. I think they're definitely looking at him as a winner. He's my pick. So, yeah, I... I don't know. I'm kind of like Mark Andrews for it. I mean, he's he's definitely a good pick. I don't know, but there's some like I think Pete is definitely like the the franchise player that they need. Yeah, they definitely have him in mind as, as being like what the guys that they're gonna base everything around. Yeah. Which um, it's kind of in, it's kind of enhanced the progress storyline as well. 
Oh man, I love it. I love that at the end of this match. Oh, I just wanted to say, see you on the network. The network. <laughs> you dick. <laughs> so good. Perfect. Pete, Pete Dunn being a perfect heel. Love it. See you on the network. See you on the network. And I'm just like, oh man, this is excellent. <laughs> Where he was in January to like, I th- like at the start of the year, like not even having won the Red Pro Cruiserweight title. That, that happened in January. Oh man, yeah, and I remember like being so pissed at Rev Pro for having him drop that back to Osprey and stuff like that. But then, like, obviously, you know, better things came, so uh, I couldn't be happier. Like, like he said, like I loved in the promo where he's like, you know, 2016, I took to the NDC by storm. 2017 is when I leave for good, and I'm just like, oh wow, I love it. I just love that shit. He's gotten a lot better on the mic as well. Absolutely. Like he's, yeah. I think he's, he's made a conscious decision to improve, like, every part of his game this year, and it really shows. Yeah, hell yeah. Like, he's he's just an all-around guy now, in which I'm... Yeah. I mean, he, he was a really good wrestler a year ago, but, like, now he's he's got so many other tools. Yeah, he has everything now, which is great. He has the, he has the look, the wrestling, the promo skills. He's a superstar. That's, that's what he is now, like. If you had like another six inches in height, then <laughs> <laughs> then Vince would be WWE. coming all over the place. I'd be, it'd be a mess. <laughs> <laughs> so we had what tag team action after this? Uh, I don't know. I went to the bar. Oh yeah, this was uh as I as I mentioned before, cool down match. Um, this was yeah. Sebastian and Tom Irving. No, that Tom. Uh, oh no. my God, Jesus! Oh, Christ. I miss you, Tom. Um, um, Sebastian and Pastor uh, William Eber. Yeah, against uh, Jack Sexsmith and Chuck Mo. Collectively, guys. Sex on the Beach. Sex on the Beach. That's a great tag team name. I I absolutely love Chuck Mambo's entrance. It's like the most fun thing ever. <laughs> With the the beach balls and uh... yeah, I love uh, I love Sexsmith too. You know, he just brings something that's like not in wrestling at all. I, I do love Jack. I love him so I, much. I love him. And, you know, like, I know when he first started hitting progress shows, like, there was a lot of people that were against him. And they're just like, oh, that doesn't need to be in wrestling and this and that. And, like, I'm just like, you know what? Fuck you. Because who the fuck are you to say what needs to be in wrestling and not? It's like, Jack's sex with Jack is a new element to wrestling in which, like, it's fun. I like it. It makes me laugh my ass off. In which, like, you know, and if... If some dudes don't like it because you know their uh, their masculinity and shit oh. like that, they can fuck off. Well, I'd, like, I'd love to see him work in the states. I, I oh think so. my god, I would, I would kill for it. To be honest with you, <laughs> um, on a like a on a personal note, Jack Sexsmith is probably the nicest wrestler. I've... Oh, I'm not surprised. He seems like a fucking sweetheart. If we're being like, honest. he is so nice, but. Like, I mean, a lot of wrestlers are nice, but he's he's so nice. Yeah, it's it's amazing. I, I, like, I, I I hope I get to meet him someday so I can tell him like, how much I appreciate him and all this other stuff. But yeah, seems like a really uh, good if guy. But you got a strong style, he'll probably be in the pub. Oh, yeah, very true. <laughs> so, yeah, like you said, um, this match was a match. <laughs> so, there's yeah. not a lot to talk about it. I, I wasn't particularly enjoying it. Uh, up to the point where that uh, they did the stink face and the the, the the nose 
poop and the, the vomit and the slip. Yeah, it just it went. It jumped the shark. Yeah, uh, my favorite part honestly was when uh, Ebert like, going to punch Mambo and he stops like in in the middle of it and he's like, "Hey!" <laughs> that was my favorite part Jesus. of the match, and that that tells you a lot. Like that's my favorite part of the match. Yeah, yeah, we, I think we just we'll move on. Yeah, <laughs> and we've got a hell of a thing to move on to and and close with, and that's the whole Jimmy Havoc Will Osprey thing. It's it's come full circle. It's it's beautifully, perfectly, full circle. Absolutely, like just like, wow, fucking wow! Like, it, 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 did this ma- did this man like the top there, the last match of theirs for you? Because I think it did for me. Uh, what the the title switch yeah. where where Osprey won? I th- I kind of preferred the title match. Um. Just because it it felt like such a massive special occasion, I think the the work that Osprey did in this is is out of this world. I think it's probably the, the best, um, well, certainly the best heel work that he's ever done. Yeah, this like role reversal that got like just like came out of nowhere in this match that was not expected whatsoever for me was amazing. Like Will being the fucking heel asshole and everyone cheering for Jimmy, and which I love. I'm liking face Jimmy Havoc because now like the whole crowd could sing along the AFI when he comes out <laughs> that makes me so happy <laughs> that's so much fun live yeah so as soon as that music kicks in the atmosphere just changes in the venue and it it used to before when he was a heel but like now when he's a face it's just uh, I think it stems from that Brixton uh the, the comeback yeah and the way it was like there it's it's always like that now Love Jimmy Havoc. So yeah, this match was just worked like fucking perfectly for me. Everything about it was perfect. The ending, what happened after it, it was just yeah. like it just I, worked. Osprey's leg work in this was just so good. That uh, like when he set up for like the the whole cheeky Nando's thing and then just kicked Jimmy in the knee. Yeah, the the knee that had like put him out for like a year. Oh, so good. Yeah, like I was really happy because like you don't really see a lot of that. From Osprey, like you know, um, limb work and stuff like that. You don't really see a lot of it, especially like in like his New Japan match now, because it's just, it just seems like it'd be like a bunch of flippy dippy shit. But like, yeah. just seeing this now, and I'm just like, all right, bringing it back, you know, to like simple I, things like leg work and all this other this, shit. This like, is yeah. the match that showed what he's truly capable of. Yeah, exactly. Because like this is what he got to be able to show. Is like. All the tools that he can use, all his other stuff, everything. Flips, limb work, everything. Storytelling. I'm, I was really happy for it because, like, I was kind of, like, falling off of the Osprey, like, bandwagon a bit. Lately, it's like, I don't know. Not to talk shit, but whatever. But now I'm kind of, like, back onto it. I'm like, all right, now I know for sure he still can do all these things great, so. Well, they, they did a, um, uh, like, a heel turn in, uh, in the What Culture promotion. Uh, they had him like Swords of Essex there, and his work in that was really good. And yeah, I thought I haven't seen they've... much walk culture because like I'm, I don't know, it's kind of cringy for me too. But like I seen, I think I saw a match of his in which uh, this was after he joined the what, the Pachini Club or whatever the fuck. <laughs> um, and so like I'm like, all right, yeah, he could be a really good asshole because like, I knew he was like a heel in IPW and stuff, but I don't watch IPW. 
So like I've this was like my first taste of it. That I was like, all right, he could be a really good asshole. And now in Smash, I'm like, wow, Willis Ray could be like a legit heel. Yeah, this is fine tuned. And everything was fine. Like he was a complete dick throughout the match, but everything was was still okay. Jimmy Havoc like points out. He says after the match, he goes like, "You kind of you beat me up. You I think you broke my rib, but I kind of deserved it for trying to murder you and shit." Yeah, I love it. He's like, "Oh, I'm and, so, sorry for killing you or trying yeah. to kill you." Uh, and you could John, you could justify everything Osprey had done up to that point because Jimmy Havoc was really unpleasant to him. For a very long time. So he deserved to get beaten up. He deserved to get his knee worked over. Osprey didn't, was not nice in the way that he did it back, but you know, he, he have it kind of deserved it. Hey, I mean, when you get a fucking axe towards, like, yeah, yeah, if you get to you cut get, his head off. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think you kind of deserve a little bit of knee work. But, um, but yeah, you yeah, try to apologize at the end, and he's just like, hey, sorry for trying to murder you. Uh, <laughs> Let's get rid of British Strong Style together. And yeah. Will shakes his hand, and he low blows him. Like, Fuck off. And, yeah. and that's the point him. at which it's now he's crossed a line at that point. Where it's like, yeah, he, he really is going to be. Yeah, he's really heel now. Like, they, we're getting fuck you, Osprey chance and shit like that. I was like, yeah, this, I'm about this. The Swords of Essex are back too. I'm all about it. I'm really happy. It's really weird having Robinson in the middle of this whole thing because, like, he was in Swords of Essex originally with with Osprey, and then he was in Regression with Jimmy Havoc. And I like that there's there's uh, continuity here because he fought Jimmy Havoc like in in Jimmy's last match before he took that that long spell off uh, for like a like a title shot. Yeah, right. uh, so good. they parted on bad terms. Him going back with Will, it's that's logical. It makes sense. Yeah, perfect storytelling. Like I always say, uh, progress wrestling is just like the perfect mix of fantastic wrestling and fantastic storytelling, and that's why it's my favorite promotion in the world. And I love the symbolism as well because they put the black gloves on. Yeah, to to, to beat Jimmy uh, down. Like afterwards, it's like the that's really just puts the. If you haven't got it by that point, that's yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like it clicks. That's it. It all just clicks. It's so good. So yeah, unboxing live was basically perfect. It was just like a perfect <laughs> show in my opinion. I loved every single match. There was nothing to complain about for me. Well, no, sorry, Sebastian tags. But I loved ninety nine point nine percent of the matches. <laughs> and uh it it just worked. Everything was amazing. Just like we always say, the storytelling in progress is I don't think anyone really matches them. Well, except for Dragon Gate. I'll say Dragon Gate matches progress for sure. It probably beats them. But in like the indie scene, there's really no one else that really like matches that storytelling that progress does. Like so, like I'll, I always com- commend like Jim Glenn and, and and John, you know, for that. That's something that's missing in a lot of like indie stuff. So yeah, you have to have these uh, these long, uh, slow burning storylines. Otherwise, there is no payoff. Because every promotion in the world on like a, a, a four star flippy do, because there's great wrestlers everywhere. Yeah, PWG cock, PWG. Yeah, but <laughs> if you want to have something that really means something, then you got to build up to it. Yeah, and which progress just does that perfectly, and which I'm I'm never disappointed by progress. So that's that's the thing. So unboxing live, great A shit. I can't wait for Birmingham. 
That's going to be awesome, too. Yeah, I'm going to be there. You are going to be there? Yeah, yeah. I'm of you all. Like... Well, <laughs> the thing with Birmingham is, it is I'm, I live about 15 minutes away from it, so it's... Solid. This, this is a local show for See, me. See, like, I'm, I'm like, I'm stuck in Connecticut. And, uh, you would think, right, this is Connecticut, this is where, like, the base of the, you would think there's, like, a lot of wrestling here. There's not. Um, and, like, there's, like, a few promotions and they're shit. I don't care to, like, yeah, sure, I'm burying them. Whatever. <laughs> they're, they're shit. I don't like them. I don't like the way they book or anything like that. I have to go to fucking New York, Rhode Island. Massachusetts. I have to go to every other state in the Northeast other than Connecticut to get really good wrestling. So it's like I have to travel a lot. America's really big as well. Yeah, exactly. Like really, like, you guys are small, so you guys can just like travel like all over the place, and like it's still close, kind of. Yeah. Well, I know um, a lot of WWE guys don't really understand the distances that are involved when, when they say like oh Blackpool God, is yeah. just down the road from London, and like it isn't. Yeah. Um, but uh, for me to go to a progress show in London is is incredibly easy. I can actually go to it the same day, watch it, and go home. I'll be home at a fairly reasonable time, and that's in the capital. Yeah. See, when I go to a show, I'm not getting home until about one o'clock in the morning. Like, and that's like the earliest because I have, like I said, I have to go, I have to take trains and whatever to other states. And I have to come back on other shit. Well, it's like, progress uh, do run in the afternoon usually. Unboxing was kind of a, an exception because it was uh, uh, <clears throat> like a special yeah, show. Makes sense. So I finished at about 10. Yeah. So I, I got home at about 2. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's my usual time. Like, I'm just like, oh, God. But, you know, uh, beyond wrestling over here, uh, Drew, the promoter, he's talking about he wants to run Connecticut, and Hartford is one of the places which is about like five minutes away from me because that's like my home promotion beyond wrestling. So hopefully, I can get them five minutes away from me at one point in my life. Oh. It's always nice when you have a local promotion. I think yeah. it's like Fight Club Pro is, is local, is like that's like the, the localist promotion to me. Well, maybe uh, Kamikaze, but uh, yeah, Fight Club Pro is probably the closest one that I want to go and see. On a regular basis, I want to go to a Fight Club show. So, oh, uh, it's such a good venue. I love it because, like, it just like it looks like super underground. It looks like the the cops are gonna bust through any minute, and I just like really love it. If you think the building, like the inside, is grimy, you want to see the outside. Oh, man. I tried. To- I tried to take photos of how like dingy and dark it was, but it's too dingy and dark to be photographed. <laughs> oh, so good. I, like, I'm weird. I really love like sleazy indie venues. Like that's my shit. Like there's this one venue that I went to it was like in an apartment building. <sighs> like like literally like there's this big doors like down the hall in the middle, and that's where the the wrestling show was. And like down this hall are still everyone's apartments and stuff. So I'm like, wow, this is incredible. That's cool. Yeah. Well, the um, uh, Fight Club Pro, the fiction, it's like um, you have to uh, like turn off the the what is the main road and into this side road. There's like a, a casino that looks like it was open for a Bond movie in the seventies uh, <laughs> over the road. It look it's absolutely disgusting looking, and then you kind of turn into what looks like a car park, and the venue is like under a bridge. <laughs> Amazing, that, and that's nothing. Kind of it's clean there. It's absolutely filthy. 
but it is my favorite venue. Yeah, that's that's my shit. Like sleazy indie venues are the shit for me. Like I know a lot of people are like that's weird. I'm like I don't care. <laughs> no, I love those those dirty venues. Yeah, that's, I love it. It's just best. like so underground. I just feel like I, I don't know. <laughs> it just feels right. Yeah, but that's that's definitely the filthiest venue in in the UK. Is <laughs> when they um when they go to Manchester, they do it at like uh, uh I think it's the, uh, the Union Manchester Uni, and it's just it's too clean. The, the <laughs> room's too big and clean. It's just, ah, no, it's wrong. <laughs> yeah. So you definitely put that on the, on the list. <laughs> yeah. It's on my list. Hopefully, uh, Michael, hopefully when I get over there, like I said, uh, I wanted to try for Brixton, but I, I've had to plan a bunch of stuff for this year. So hopefully next super strong style, I'll be making my way over. I'm going to skip mania in new Orleans for it. Because um, I've already had two Mania weekends by then and stuff like that. So I need to get my ass to the UK and hang out with all you guys. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, so let's, let's fingers crossed on all that. Okay, um, I'm probably going to have to go to sleep soon. Uh, so <laughs> I'm going to call it a day. Um, you need to plug anything? Um, you can find me on Twitter at Ansonixon, A-N-S-O-N-I-I-S-A-N. Uh, runningintogary.com. We did our year end awards and stuff like that. Um, I'm hopefully by Monday, I'll have like the first part of the who to watch this year list. There's 50 names. I'm really excited. So, uh, Kid Lycos isn't on it. Kid Lycos is spoiler. not on it, but Ethan Silver <laughs> is. So, <laughs> so spoiler alert on that one. Um, other than that, what else? What else? What else? Oh, yeah. New best, po- best podcast ever will be, will be coming out. Uh, hopefully on Monday, we'll be talking about Beyond Wrestling. And stuff like that. So soundcloud.com slash the Inzagiri Network. You can find best podcasts ever. Um, the Feeny Call, a comedy podcast that I do about Boyman's World. Joshi's Island, uh, women's wrestling podcast. And uh, interviews, stuff like that. Like the last interview I did was with um, Ryan from the Tag Rope Magazine. In which they were talking about the Osprey documentary that's coming. Is it coming out or did it come out? No, they're working on it. Uh, they're out filming it at the moment. They, they went to the dome with him. Yeah, they went to the... Like two days ago. So jealous. But yeah, um, so yeah, that's that's that. SoundCloud.com slash the ends of Gary Network for all my podcasts and stuff like that. That's it. You're very good at plugging stuff. <laughs> <laughs> we, we usually go, uh, I'm not really bothered. <laughs> I'm like so used to doing this at the end of every show, so... <laughs> um. Uh, the, the, thing that I, the, thing, the thing that I've been teasing for... Um, uh, the past month or so is that I've got a new archive, um, which is also kind of an ongoing review site, uh, going forward. Uh, and it's going to be at, uh, rearviewreviews.com. So, uh, go and check that out. It's hopefully going to be up and running by the time this drops. Hopefully. We'll see. Fingers crossed. It's there. It is there. <laughs> it's, you can go there and like there's the stuff there. It's just not quite like ready for the visitors it's still under construction yeah well it's there like i've I've uploaded like uh like 200 views onto the site so there's plenty of stuff to read yeah and that's it yeah all right (laughs) thank you for joining me mark hey anytime like i always say i always enjoy this so thank you for having me uh yeah i I think you're going to be like my my regular fill-in for when i like doing university stuff (laughs) i'm always down i'm always down to talk to graps I love the graphs. Yes, LTG, as I say. (laughs) (laughs) LTG. 
Starlight Lounge presents An Evening with the Progressive Box. The moon, yeah. That's Hugo, tickling the ivories. He just saved by bundling home and auto with Progressive. Gonna finally buy a ring for that gal of yours, Hugo? Send her my condolences. Hi-oh! This next one's for you, too. There's a burglar in my heart. Thank you. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations.